0: Well, hey, folks, welcome back. (laughs) Let's do another episode of what we think they did right, what they did right. It's the Smart Less Podcast on the Just One Listen show, man. Let's go. Radio listener listens
1: for 18 minutes. Mm -hmm. The average fan listens for, are you ready for this? An hour and 20 minutes. How can that be? Answer most commonly given. I want to see what he'll say next. Fine, but what about the people who hate? Good point. The average hater listens for two and a half hours a day. Look, but if they hate him, why do they listen? Most common answer?
0: I, I want to see what he'll, he'll say, say next. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Welcome back. Today we're going to check out another one and see what they did best. And we just want to see what they say next. At this episode, we're going to check out the Smart Less podcast, hosted by our friends. I wish they were our friends, uh, Jason Bateman. Uh, who is it? Jason Bateman, uh, Sean Hayes, and Will Arnett. I mean, anything Will Arnett has to do with, or Jason Bateman specifically, is always going to be good because I mean they are who they are. Uh, they uh, the 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 way that their podcast works is they each and every week. I think it's once a week they drop an episode, and one person brings on a guest as a surprise, but the other two uh, hosts have no idea who they're bringing in. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. That's it's an interesting concept concept. I I mean, wow, Mac, get your words together. Uh, I'm really curious to see what you guys think about the show. If you haven't heard it yet, um, it's already getting featured on, um, on on iTunes or in episode 50, which means they're probably about a year in at this point. I've listened to this podcast off and on, uh, just trying to get an idea how they do their show. Yeah. It's been almost exactly a year, obviously 50 weeks, one a week, um, We're not going to listen to their most recent episode. I'm going to just going to hop back a few just because, I mean, I've listened to a few of them and I like giving it a fresh ear as well. So I I want to pop back and listen to an episode that I haven't listened to before uh, with them. But I do want to point something out. And this is something we haven't talked about before. Um, um, this is going to be a little bit of a mix with tips, stuff spiced in, um, because there's something really important that we need to, uh, that we need to touch on with this. And maybe I'll make a, a more um, a blown out tips episode, or maybe I'll focus on doing, um, evaluating my show for the tips episodes for a little bit. Um, but for this one specifically, these guys, you, they are who they are they're superstars, Jason Bateman, um, Will Arnett and, uh, and Sean Hayes, which are all like comedians and they are mainstays in Hollywood. We all know who they are. And when we talked about before with, with Joe Rogan leaning on star power, these guys absolutely lean on star power because they're doing zoom interviews. They're just chatting. They're just chatting, but they have so much experience that they bring with them in terms of improvisation Uh, entertainment. They know what they're doing. And so they get to just drop a mic down and do it. Now, while I'm critical of of the podcasters out there from time to time that drop a microphone down and just start hitting record and expect an audience to show up or expect to get a positive review on this show, the difference here is that these guys have decades, decades, decades of entertainment experience where, um, they bring that to the table. So when they have a shitty sounding mic, doesn't matter. You know, um, I liken it to, um, the Notorious B.I.G. If you listen to the Notorious B.I.G., he was a phenomenal, a phenomenal lyricist. And he came to the table with just raw talent, he'd practice so much that he was just so good with the way that he crafted words together. It didn't matter if he was on a little uh, microphone connected to a shitty little amp on the corner uh, in a, in front of a bodega in Brooklyn, New York, or if he was in a professional multimillion dollar recording studio, uh, you'd listen if you were a hip hop fan. And, and I think that it, the same goes here. These guys could be recording on their iPhones or, in a multi-million dollar recording studio, uh, it wouldn't matter because they bring a lot of talent and they bring a lot of um, experience to the game. So same rules don't apply to you guys all the time. You know what I mean? Any of us, right? They're they're in that space. They're in the entertainment space. And there's a reason that they're going to bubble to the top quick, man. Their name is a brand. Their name is the product. They are a product. And you're working to get there. So that said, let's check out an episode from back on May 17th, the Zach Galifianakis episode, Zach Galifianakis, come on. And this is the other thing too, man. They're leaning on their experience, they're networking, they're leaning on everything they have in the game. Don't stop listening here because it seems pointless because I know some of you are going, well, what the hell? Why do I even bother? This dude's gonna sit here and say, yeah, of course what they did right was come with 20, 30 years of experience. Of course what they did right is have decades of experience in Hollywood and networking connections of course they're going to be able to pull this has nothing to do with me just bear with me for a minute and let's unpack a little bit let's listen to how they open their show up okay
2: Welcome to Smartless. Oh. Oh, really oh. good, dude. Really original. Where'd you come up with that? Did That's, you write that? I or? figured somebody's gotta kind of start it and then yeah. something funny will come afterwards from you two. Oh um, happy to start again. Hey, welcome to Smartless. Oh, it's it's the exact same thing that you did the first time. Yeah. But I put six S's on that one. Oh. Hey there, listener. Welcome. Smartless. I'm your co-host, Jason Bateman, along with Canada's own Will Arnett and Wisconsin Native. Oh fuck, I wish I could fire you. I wish I could fire you from this. Wait, still rolling, still rolling. Welcome to Smartless. This is a podcast, and we Honestly, dude, just say welcome to Smartless. Here we go. Welcome to Smartless. Here we go.
0: Okay. Come on, man. That's how you open. In every episode, they open. Here's Gwyneth Paltrow episode.
1: Welcome to Smartless. It's. uh, Is what we normally would say when we do an opening. But today is different because today (laughs) is Welcome to Smartless. Well, that's what I just said.
0: Pretty close. Smart. You see what they do? Let's see. Jessica Mir episode. Hey, welcome to Drive
2: Time with Sean Jason and Skeeter Arnett. Welcome everybody. It's gonna be really
1: fun today. <laughs> How's your traffic? Incredible. Bumper to bumper, all the way to Mexico. Weather looks
2: great on the sevens. We'll be right back after these words from Smartless. Smart.
0: See what they're doing? Let's do another one. Ted Serrando's episode.
1: Hey everybody, we've been doing this podcast for quite a while now and um, we're always kind of reminded of people who come on and kind of, maybe for the first time listener, don't quite understand the format that we've created and I just kind of like to take this time and Are explain You, it you sound like
2: a pilot on an airplane, like, hey everybody, I just want to <laughs> let you know we're approaching Chicago
1: O'Hare. I just thought I'd take it down because of the energy that they're about to be smacked in the face with by you. Your
2: energy going to be lower. You're, you're so low, you'd have to rally to die at this point.
1: That's I'm low trying you're. to balance this out, Well, <laughs> I'm trying to balance this out because you are high on energy 24-7. So I'm just going to keep it like here because these people don't know what they're in
0: for. Welcome to SmartLess. Welcome everybody. to SmartLess. <laughs> okay. So, so if you listen to what they're doing, each and every episode, they start with a bit. They kick off with a bit. You can do that. This is where writing comes in because they may be riffing. They may, this is just maybe a comedian riff that's really easy for them and not so easy for people like you and I who haven't been doing it for 20 years, but you can sit down and open episodes this way. I'll give you an example. Uh, When we started the Live from the Basement podcast years ago, uh, one of the things that we were really known for our niche was I was a white guy or I am a white guy. And my co-host or the host of the show was black guy. And we had a really good, we've always had a really good rapport and we've always had discussions that were really, um, it would kind of be, you know, edgy at the time, you know, 10, 15 years ago to talk about anything around racism or skin color, and to, to have these conversations, today is very commonplace and it's not that awkward. Back then, I would ask stupid questions and he'd give me uh, ridiculous answers. And um, we used to open with bits. And one of the bits we opened with was, uh, well, I won't even go into the bit, but we always had these little bits where we would open up at the beginning of a show and then jump into the intro. And we do the, they would do, we would make them pre-produced. We didn't do it every episode. We did it every other few episodes or so. Um, but we'd always open with some sort of joke or poke or something that would get to people going, oh, snap. And then they jump in. It's exactly what these guys are doing. When you listen to how they put it together, it's, 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 they pull you in. They make you laugh. As soon as you start, you can do that. If your show, if your format is built for that, it's not taking a bit from later in the show to hook people. What they're doing is, you know, if you've been a subscriber to this show, your expectation is, oh snap, what are they going to argue about at the beginning, at the intro for every single one of them? Do you know what I mean? It's clever.
2: Same thing that you did the first time, yeah. But I put and
0: so so, I think uh, I think the the first of all the the format's clever as hell right? Because they're bringing in one of them brings them in uh, a guest that the other two don't know about and they're unprepared and they have to riff and they have no choice.
2: Are you breakfast guys? I don't need till later. I, I'm getting a little tired of my oatmeal regimen, uh, and I'm wondering what I could kind of maybe pivot to.
0: You have it everywhere, right? Like, no matter where you go, you take that. Another way. thing that we've talked about before, too, is chemistry. These guys clearly have chemistry, but they've been doing it for a year, and they're also, again, professionals, but. Um, oatmeal across the, You're not muling oatmeal across the Mexican. Will Arnett is obviously the guy who's fearless to open it up and, and challenge it any of them
2: right so you know, know if they
0: and jason bateman's playing the role of like the, i don't know what to do you know what i mean they're 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 playing roles on the show every day
1: uh, yogurt with fruit in it and and grape nuts that's what i eat grape nuts grape nuts. now see that would wreck my teeth
2: the, and this, this is what? You use the time machine and you jump back to 1981, grab the grape nuts, and then <laughs> came back? Oh, what a dumb usage of a time machine. You bought a truck full of grape nuts. That's where they all went. That, yeah. Wait, why do they hurt your teeth? Because they're nuts. Yeah. They're, they're like crunchy. ball bearings unless they've been in, in milk for about a day and a half. Oh, God. Like your but brain. But you still eat them? What about he, Alpen? Do you ever eat Alpen? No, granddad. It's oh. a beast. <laughs> <God.
1: laughs>
0: So okay, and and the other thing to point out here is that again, their audio quality is not stellar. Listen to it; they don't.
2: They're,
0: they're good. Yeah, it's extra, it's great. It
2: is better guy than guy most, Or whatever. But you're good to go with eggs, yolks included. They, they call it a partner's tail now. Thanks very much. A what? <laughs> they don't call it a wife's tail. They call
0: it a partner's tail. Oh now. God! So yeah. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one thing too, one thing I wanted to point out is, you know, when we're talking about tips and stuff, it's tough to take away from this chemistry. Okay. Chemistry is not something that just arrives. Not everybody just shows up comfortable. Now you have people who have like a sales, a salesperson type of mentality and uh, pardon me, I'm, I'm adjusting my microphone cause it's wiggling everywhere. Um, you have, a, sometimes you have people who just have like a salesperson type of mentality, but it still comes off very contrived when they show up and you can tell when it's an act. Um, I've said it before that people's bullshit meters, uh, these days are on, are on a complete high alert. And when you're, a, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're on a constant pitch, people pick up on it. Uh, And so you got to be genuine with it. It's, that's the reality. You have to be able to come out and just be you and be it. And when you're with your co-hosts, you have to be able to be open. We talked about uh, before when, you know, when you, when you, when you enter the studio or you enter your recording space, you have conversations with these guys that it all stays here. It all stays in one place, right? That's the move. Um, and, 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 the other thing to point out too, is you have to create, you have to, you have to have full on relationships with your co-hosts, man you know, just like uh, Stern and Robin and all these guys, they go to parties. They're spending time together. They're doing business outside of recording their show. If you're only spending time with your co-host just to do your show, it's always going to come off awkward, a little bit awkward. And the listener's comfort level is just not going to get there. They got that level of oddity. I forget what the term is. or They got that level of oddity where it's just like, they just can't get comfortable with what you're doing. So go out and bowl with your friends and feel like an idiot. Fail at things. Piss them off. Let them piss you off. You know, celebrate the highs and lows with your friends. Create that chemistry. You have to. Jimmy the Greek. And then, I guarantee you these guys have been there a long time. I, I, Zach, I, I don't know you probably as well as these guys do, but I do. we have met many times and you're always so pleasant. In fact, you can take it back to the intro to, or the trailer for this, this show and you can hear where they're getting their... Um, they they have they have relationships outside of the show. They hang out. They talk. They're friends. And you have to be there. You can't just arrive with people and have a show. Otherwise, it's fake. You might as well be a fucking morning zoo. I performed it live on stage. It made no sense. And I, you were
1: at that show and you were very... So nice. Zach Galifianakis
0: is clearly on a yeah, Zoom yeah, call. Yeah, that was hilarious.
1: Wait, I have a question about you being an actor, Zach. Were you ever the type of actor who had some kind of like trajectory in mind for your career and then got sideswiped by like the hangover or something where you go, Oh, I thought I was going to do a talk show or a stand-up or a one hour drama, but I guess I'm a movie star now Shakespearean actor. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right, Bateman. I did get my start in, um, at, the Acad- London Academy of Dramatic Arts is that what it's called
2: <laughs> yeah and then you went on and you did the real world uh two-hander right. at Luna Park and it all went to shit <laughs> I played I played lacrosse at Juilliard
1: um, <laughs> uh-huh. but no but you didn't get spotted
2: well no i think i think Sean's onto something here you know i you look uh, listener if you could see the tableau we're looking at it really does look like he's he's doing nature hike, running a nature hike um, business. Is this where, I mean, it, it looks like you're kind of living the dream. Yeah. You, you've sort of, you've staked your claim to Hollywood. You have won. And then you said, guess what, honey? We're going to go ahead. We're going to buy an island, question mark, in uh, <laughs> British Columbia. And just go ahead and take the victory and, and hit the
0: Well, I could Canadian. listen. to I'm sorry. I could sit here and listen I to this for the whole episode, man. Jason Bateman with his dead man, deadpan uh, uh, presentation, man. He's fantastic. And yeah. Bateman, aren't you
2: Canadian?
0: <laughs> How dare you? No, I, um, no, uh, I've spent time there. So, I mean, okay, there's that. You just, you can't touch years of experience in the industry and they, they can interact with people so well, man. It's, it's just the way it is. Um, and you get there over time. You have to get comfortable in that space and you bump shoulders with these guys and they know each other, which brings me to my last point for this episode. Okay. We've already talked about how they've opened their show. We talk about how they interact and how their chemistry is fantastic. The other piece, I think of what they do, what they do right on the show is they get amazing interviews. They get amazing guests. We all know how they're getting amazing guests. They're in the industry. They're amazing guests themselves. They're celebrities. Of course, they're going to be able to pull guests. However, I think that there is a, there's actually a TED Talk about this. Um, if you look up, um, okay, man, I should make a tips episode. I will make a tips episode on this down the road. Um, but there is, and I'll touch on this again. Um, so, I apologize for jumping on this early, but we will revisit this. If you look up Nardwar, Nardwar, uh, if you're not familiar, is a Canadian interviewer. He used to be in a rock band called the, uh, I can't remember what they were called. He was in a rock band, very awkward, very corny, very nerdy guy, high pitched voice, not built for radio. Oh, borderline annoying, but fascinating. Always was getting the biggest interviews. Jay-Z, Kurt Cobain, Snoop Dogg. Anybody you can think of, he's interviewed. How was he getting those interviews? If you check out his TED Talk that he did, if you look up Nardwar, N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R, TED Talk, and he talks about this. And the key phrase was just ask. And I can't speak highly enough to this. When When we were starting out, We got fortunate enough to where, um, and again, I'm gonna touch on this, but I'm gonna touch on it briefly, but then we'll get into the details later um, on a future episode. But what we did was we created, um, not only do we create our show uh, in a space where we felt like we could represent ourselves in a professional manner, but we got fearless about asking for interviews. And a lot of people just don't reach out because they think that they're not going to be able to get who they want. And you have to learn the industry. You have to be willing to hear no. And you have to be willing to take the risk and get totally shut down. And turned out the, turned out the other way. So you get your plan A, plan B, plan C. You reach out to the artists or the uh, actor or whoever. You consider their level of celebrity. And you kind of... Balance that with a little bit of realism. And you start talking to people. You start picking up the phone. You don't do it through Twitter. It's not going to work. You have to make a phone call. You call the representation. You start reaching out to road managers. You start sending flowers and cookie bouquets to people. And you start making your name known. And then over time, eventually, if you're trying to get, you know, Tina Fey on your show, where would you start? NBC. Okay, start from the bottom. NBC. Call the main office. No bullshit. Call the main office. I'm looking for Tina Fey's publicist. Boom. This is her publicist's name. You're going to get an office. You're going to get a management company. You're going to call the company. They're going to laugh you out the door. And you're going to call around. You're going to make friends with a receptionist. Receptionist will say, you know what? On Tuesdays, she's usually not doing nothing. Let the publicist. Because I will tell you, the managers and the publicists will consider themselves just as much of a celebrity as the celebrity is. And usually, they're more of a douchebag than the actual celebrity or artist. We can dig into this in the future, but my point here being is that you dig and you dig again, and you dig again, and you dig, and you dig, and you dig, and you dig, and you get told no, and you get told no again, and the answer is in volume. We went really long. I'll dig into the um, how you pull interviews more so in the future, but just know volume is the win, and you got to keep going and going and going. So, what I hope you guys pull from this. I hope you guys pull from this. Listen to the intro. They've learned how to keep the intro very, very interesting. Fantastic. They've got great chemistry. And then we also know that they're getting celebrity interviews, and you can too. You just got to be willing to start from the bottom, eat a little dirt, dig, and build. All right, man. This is Mac. This is another episode of What They Did Best. We'll catch you guys tomorrow, man. (laughs)